This is the Out and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, eyeballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-ravenous Louis Fox. <laughs> That's right. I'm like a very full raven. I'm ravenous. <laughs> you are ravenous. <laughs> uh, so what's going on, man? What are you up to? As we record this, tomorrow, uh, my condo's getting listed for sale, so if you're in the market for a condo, hit me up. Sweet. Uh, yeah, super. Although exciting. we, if they've they've listened to this podcast, they've heard all the crap that is wrong with it. That <laughs> probably isn't going to show up on the uh, the listing. So uh, I, maybe they uh, they'll lowball you. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this counts as all my due diligence of stuff to report of all the weird stuff that's wrong yeah. with the car. Yeah, right. If you want to find out what's wrong with the the pr- property you're about to purchase, you have to listen to 200 episodes <laughs> of the Hot and Off Beat podcast. You're like, yeah. no, that's not worth it. We just had like the most lame, like the last thing was we our outside hose faucet drips. So we had to get that fixed. And Whew. it was the biggest ordeal because I had to have a plumber come out, but we had to shut off everyone's water, 44 units to change one faucet. Just to fix one drip? Yep. What, what, do you think that's going to increase the value of the house? No, but it was something that needed to happen. It's something that someone was going to go, we need to fix that. It was noticeable. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was a, a lot of fun. I had the guy come out. And we had to drain like all the water out of the whole, all the units through my my hose. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I guess at that point you're you're moving out. It doesn't matter if you piss off your neighbors or not, right? It's like yeah. Well, and it's so it's like meeting. and and you, Eric, you were always a dick. <laughs> It's like when you get fired from a job and you're just like, you know, screw you, screw you, screw you. You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it was that. It was like, and you have no water. Oh, and we forgot to turn it back on. <laughs> it was funny. We, we get And to your like, wife is cheating on you. <laughs> exactly. Well, we had to figure out, like, he's like, I've never done a complex like this. How do we turn the water off? I'm like, uh uh-huh. So we kind of. Well, he's asking you, and he's like, "I've never stopped a uh, a leak before. How do you do this?" Yeah, it was it was it was pretty awesome. The guy, I mean, the guy was cool. But so you did it all for him, pretty much. How much I... does stopping a leak cost on a? Four hundred dollars. Four hundred bucks. My yeah. God, jeez. We re- he was crawling around in like muck because he, he had to go in the crawl space under the units that had forty four units worth of water oh, that just man. came out of my my tap Brutal. to drain it. So are you uh, are you happy to get this behind you and get it sold? Is there I'm like a, do have, you have like a set date? I'm happy to have the free time. That's the thing. I've never like, sold a house before, man. It's weird. Every time like I go there, I'm like, oh, there's a little ding there. I got to get some paint and touch that up. And I'm like, it it doesn't matter. I love that you care more about your house now that you moved out than you did when you actually lived in it. <laughs> it's easier to see everything when it's empty. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep you up to date on uh, the bids. Maybe you can read the bids on <laughs> on the podcast, and we can all uh, decide together which which uh, offer you should accept. Yeah, I hope I get some sob story letter with a bid. bid oh, I've too. I've done that too. Like, <laughs> I don't think the condo is super desirable. <laughs> all right, Louis, let's get some stories. Let's do it.
This story comes from goodwordnews.com. That's a news source more reliable than Mike Tyson being a celebrity endorser for good decisions. <laughs> I want to go to badwordnews.com, dude. <laughs> Who wants to go to goodwordnews? That sounds like a square ass. <laughs> What's up with this guy? Bad word news is just updates on new swear words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the new C word is. All right. So this story goes, Mike Tyson can't sell ear-shaped cannabis gummies in Colorado. Now, hang on. Without having really read the the article, does that mean like he just can't sell them or like they're not allowing him? Like no, like they they made them and no, I'd buy those. I don't even do pot and you know, I buy those. That's hilarious. Chew on this. Mike Tyson is unable to sell a new line of cannabis gummies in the state of Colorado in their current form. That's right. They've got a change form, like a shape shifting lizard that that who's uh, who's the radio <laughs> that sucks guy? Sucks the blood of children. Yeah. Uh, the radio guy. The radio. Uh, Doctor Demento. No, the radio. The conspiracy radio guy. Oh, Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's the shape shifting lizards Alex Jones has been telling me about in gummy <laughs> form. The former boxing champs' new edibles are shaped like ears with a bite out of them, a reference to that time in 1997 when Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear during the WBA Heavyweight Championship. Well, I wonder what Holyfield's ear looks like now. I wonder if it still has the ear out. And then can he, like, try and sue Mike Tyson for this? Like, hey, that's my my trademarked image is a chunk out of my ear. Yeah, you think he trademarked a bitten off <laughs> ear? He would have been silly not to. Uh, he, I think I saw him cause he actually fought recently at like the age of 66 and he had, I think he had the e- missing part of the year. Oh really? Okay. I'm Googling yeah. right now. Holyfield ear picture. Current. <laughs> just, just pictures of the wrong ear. <laughs> He's got a chunk out of it. Yeah. I, yeah. That would be my excuse then for like, whenever my wife's like, Hey, will you take out the garbage? I'm like wrong ear. Yeah, there you go. Tyson's cannabis company, Tyson 2.0, can't sell their ear-shaped edibles in Colorado because state law prohibits marijuana edibles from being shaped like humans, animals, fruit, or other images that could attract children. So my weed gummy line of candy shaped like vans with puppies in them, out. Can't sell it. Nope. That will attract children. Uh, well, I, what about the fact that they look like gummies? They look <laughs> <Yeah>. like candy. <laughs> Here's the problem with selling any sort of candy shaped like anything. It looks like candy. <laughs> it does. It's like, it doesn't matter what it's shaped. I mean, kids eat fucking, uh, starburst and that's just a square. <laughs> <laughs> so enticing to kids. Yeah. It's just a square. Starburst isn't gummy. It's a taffy. What he should do is make the gummies look like little children. Because then when he goes, I'm going to eat your kids, it's not as weird. <laughs> See, that's that's I'm better. Eat your children. I like how that specifically they can't look like humans. Yeah. That's, oh, is that what it said? Yeah. But yeah. Duh, obviously. I don't know why I said that then. Tyson 2.0 still plans to sell the edibles, but will modify their shape from a bitten ear to the letter T before they debut in the Centennial State later this year. Wait, do they have to take all these old gummies, like put them back in a vat and like some dude Tyson's in there mixing them up again. He's got his T stamp. He's well, I, if I were them, I'd just take them to Nevada, man, and just sell them in Nevada. Like, everything's legal there. Well, and everyone knows, too. He's going to have another hurdle. Everyone knows the letter T is a kid's favorite letter. Well, and don't you have to be 18 to buy these anyways? So I, then, I think they're worried about kids finding them at home and eating them. Well, that, who's, that's not Mike Tyson's fault. That's, 
that's the parents' fault. Yeah, like can of beer looks like a can of soda. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, uh, AR-15 looks like a BB gun. Yeah, crack rocks look like pop rocks. Yeah. Tyson has been in the pop business since 2016 and reportedly earns more than 653000 per month from it. Wasn't Tyson almost bankrupt at one point? I think he was bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was, like he living... got, well, he got, he got divorced and then he went to jail and then, you know, he wasn't. And then I think he got screwed by his, the boxing promoter, his manager, Don King, I think screwed him out of a bunch of money. Yeah. So. That's the problem was in the early contract. It had Don King's hairspray in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he just fought recently. Uh, Mike Tyson just fought Roy jo- Jones Jr. Like a year ago, ah. like 55 or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What What do you think about this? I I think it's it's a horrible rule because, yeah, this stuff should be regulated. You know, it's on the parents to keep your, your stuff locked up. The problem yeah. is, like, you got to make guns that don't look enticing to kids. How do you make a gun not look enticing? Yeah. I don't know. I think this is super silly. And it's like, is it the worst thing that a kid is eating some weed? Like, what's wrong with that? It's not, it's not the issue. It's going to contribute to cannibalism. Yeah, right. Kids like that gummy ear is so delicious. Now I got to try some real. And ear. what weirdo kid is like, ooh, there's a looks like an ear. I want to taste that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. I like it. Yep. story part two this story comes from insider.com that's a new source more reliable than buying an nft of a prayer <laughs> well based off of what we're about to talk about <laughs> i don't think that that would be a horrible idea <laughs> or like you know like uh you know you put some hail marys in a jar so you don't have to say the hail marys you just open <laughs> the jar i just say my confession into a jar and then i bring it to church and open it for the priest exactly you get some canned hail marys some canned apologies here's what i'm doing i'm stocking up for the apocalypse so i'm gonna do all my confession all my hail marys into a jar and just pop that open when i need it <laughs> uh and this was sent to us by marcus wilson and it goes a reality star who says she made two hundred thousand from selling her farts in mason jars is pivoting to selling them as nfts that is crazy like like i get someone being creepy and like i want this lady's farts but i don't get like here i want a picture of your fart as an nft so like i own the code to that no i think that they're still sending the farts well we'll get into that later so uh, story goes, Stephanie Maddo, 31, made headlines around the world when she announced that she'd have to retire from selling her farts in jars after she says she was hospitalized while trying to keep up with the skyrocketing demand. I like that she goes in the hospital and she's in the emergency room and they're like, is this an overdose? You need Narcan. And like, no, it's over flatulence. You need fart can. <laughs> The former star of TLC's 90 Day Fiance said she made around $200,000 from selling her bottle farts to her fans, but doctors advised her that her excessive windbreaking was taking a toll on her body. I just imagine this like a scene from Star Trek where Scotty's like, 
I'm giving it all. <laughs> you can only give so much farting. You're giving it all you got. Your anus can only take so much. God damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a, <laughs> not a fart specialist. <laughs> Bones. Bones. All right. Instead of abandoning the, instead of abandoning the business venture entirely, Maddo told Insider that she decided to pivot to selling her farts as non-fungible tokens. Let's hope there's no fung in that, <laughs> that fart. <laughs> now, Mato, I, I, I pray every fart is non-fungible. <laughs> now, Mato is hoping to carve out a space in the NFT world with her unique fart art. There's space for everybody, she said during a phone call with Insider. So there's an old saying that like when you are born, you have so many words and once you use them all up, you die. Hmm. You think it's I, the same with farts? I think it's the same with farts. <laughs> you, you have X amount of gas and once it's done. Well, that makes sense because uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but that I was for the longest time, I thought my grand, great grandfather had died from holding his farts in. Oh, you, yes. Have I told you that story? I think you've talked about it on the podcast okay. So that makes sense why he was holding it in. Because it's if like... you only have a, a finite amount of uh, farts, then you hold them in a little bit longer. <laughs> and then you die of a uh, fart poisoning. <laughs> yes. She started selling her farts as an experiment. Motto explained while she was running an 18 and over fan subscription platform similar to OnlyFans, she received a lot of requests for her farts. I always thought that was a complete joke, she said. But last year, she said she decided to sell her farts as an experiment to sell to see if anybody would actually purchase them. This would be the coolest science fair ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't mind it. You know, it's just, it is funny that she's an attractive woman and she's selling her farts for a lot of money. And, you know, there's a redneck in t Tennessee named Chuck who would do the same thing for way less. He's doing it for free at the bar. Right. Her first batch of 97, each selling for $500, ended up selling out instantly, she said. The second shipment, selling for $1,000, also sold out, she said. Motto said she made approximately $200,000 total. First of all, you don't throw that number out there because the IRS is looking at that number. Yeah, I bet it's more than that. Oh, she's cutting it down. It's like a million bucks. I want to know what's the difference between the $500 fart and the $1,000 fart. Is like, you know, one like a little more spicy or is this like a special blend? I, yeah. Can you request like, here's the deal. Eight hours before you do that, I want you to eat some Thai food. I want, or like. I want a plantain, a watermelon, and peanut sauce from Pad Thai. <laughs> Ooh, this fart has an oaky back palate. <laughs> an oaky nose bouquet. I want some Syrah wine, black beans, guacamole, and nutritional yeast. Yeah, can I get a vegan fart, please? <laughs> a customer of hers who was asked to only be referred to as John, told that, that's pretty funny, Yeah. Uh, told Insider why the product was so appealing to him. The 43-year-old financier who said he spent $1,000 on two fart jars explained that it helped him feel a sense of closeness to Mato. I have a lot of fetishes, and one of them is that I like the smell of women, he said. I like all of the smells. <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm the exact opposite. Anytime Erica farts, I'm like, I don't want any part of you. Please yeah. don't do that again. <laughs> You're like, Put it in this jar and bury it in the backyard. No, it does not make me feel closer to her. Well, that's the weird thing. There's like so many other ways you, I think you could feel closer to someone. Like, I don't know. I mean, don't, don't ladies sell like their underwear. Like, I think I'd rather buy that in a fart in a jar. 
Yeah, well, they get into that a little bit later. I think she does start to sell some uh, of her underwear. That's the thing. Like, I'd buy, like, an old T-shirt before I'd buy a fart in a jar. Yeah, apparently, like, the pheromones, like, if you, like, Erica says this all the time. If, like, she wears, this is her justification for wearing my shirt. She's like, if I wear your shirt, the pheromones, it makes me uh, more attracted to you. And it's like, well, you get weirded out when I wear your underwear. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I went to I'm the just gym. doing it out of love. I went to the gym the other day and I grabbed... Uh, just, underwear out of the the laundry basket so i get out of the shower at the gym i go to change and all i have is carrie lynn's underwear (laughs) and you wore it please tell me you wore it (laughs) a little bit (laughs) motto said that over the holiday season this year orders from devoted customers like john flooded in i knew i wasn't going to fulfill them but i tried anyway she wait a minute their holiday order someone's got to be gifting themselves right you don't give someone else a fart in a jar wait you wouldn't give me a fart in a jar I gave you COVID in a jar. Uh, You did. See? Even better. (laughs) One morning, she had three large servings of protein shakes and several bowls of black bean soup to help meet the demand. But she started to feel unwell with sharpshooting pain in her chest and heart and decided to go to the ER. Doctors diagnosed her with severe gas pain, Motto explained, and advised her that her windbreaking was harming her body. I had to rethink my business model because I knew that selling my farts in this way was not something that was physically sustainable for me she said i think the thing is though you look at the economics right is she keeps raising the price and people are still buying so uh, like there are less buyers for a three thousand dollar fart but you have to produce a lot less yeah and i would imagine it's a one-time sniff right you got to keep sniffing right yeah that fart goes away it's it's literally crack crack yeah you got A digital artist reached out to her and suggested they make a collection of unique artwork based on her bottled farts to sell as NFTs. An NFT or non-fungible token is a unique identifier that can cryptographically assign and prove ownership of digital goods. That already exists. It's something called a copyright. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can't, you know, she's copywriting her farts, man. (laughs) Well, so, but it's just art inspired by her farts. So it's not even like... the art in farts. Motto said she jumped on the idea because she has a very creative mind when it comes to making money. Fart Jars, NFT, launched on Wednesday and are now selling for 0.05 Ethereum, $186. She's like, I have a very creative mind, except I didn't think of farting in jars. Creepy dudes have been asking for it for a long time, and I finally followed their suggestion. (laughs) We teamed up and made jars with real cute animation, she said, and we made them super custom and personal, and some even come with unlockable traits. Ooh. Some of the NFTs come with redeemable gifts, which include signed lingerie and very rare physical fart jars. (laughs) Very rare. This was my, this was, used to be my Nana's urn. Now it, this holds uh, black beans and butter. Yeah. Well, I would, she needs a lot, just a line of fart jars. Like, yes, she's a start. She needs to get on the, the new business is she sells like custom jars that are designed to hold farts to other, like people who would be Ooh. on OnlyFans. Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, seasonal fart jars, like Valentine's day farts, you get Thanksgiving farts. Oh, that's the uh, best know. is when at the first Thanksgiving, when the pilgrims gave the Native Americans fart in a jar. <laughs> the more and more I worked on it, the more I realized how cool it is learning more about crypto and just the whole entire concept 
of NFT is really amazing and cool to me, Mato said. So I kind of felt like this was the direction I wanted to go in. Mato said she is confident that the latest venture will be a success. I'm very good at turning shit into gold, she said. I like how she's calling her art crap. Yeah, well, you know, people buy all sorts of stuff. Like, you ever heard of that guy that, like, sold New York City trash? Oh. So, like, he went around New York, he just pa- he took trash, and he packaged it up, like, super cool, and, like, put it in, like, acrylic. And it says, like, unique New York City trash. And it would sell it for, like, $150. So you could buy it on eBay and stuff. Like, there's he sold up, like, millions of dollars of trash huh. to, like, you know, uh, tourists just as, like, a kitschy, kitschy item to have from New York. So I can see why people would buy farts in a jar. <laughs> farts, farts in a jar. Farts in a jar. Uh, what do you think, Louie? I, I mean, I, I'm down with anyone that's out there making money in funky ways. So yeah, not so much down that there's a market for this. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is sort of unusual, but people are fucking weird with their fetishes, man. Like, I'm not yep. surprised that there's dudes who like to have different jars of different women and, like, open them up and, <sighs> like, that character on Saturday Night, that Molly Shannon character where yes. she, like, put her hands in her armpits and then sniff them real quick. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's not, I'm not surprised that there's weirdos out there like that. Nope. <laughs> and I shouldn't call them weirdos. I guess it's just not what I do, but yeah, you know, whatever. You know, if I heard Erica farting in jars, I'd be like, get the, get the fuck out of this room. Oh, how much are you making a jar? <laughs> oh, you're get making a thousand dollars a jar. I, I'll throw, I'll throw it. But that's the thing is like, how well do those jars hold the farts? Like, couldn't she just send the jars and say, oh, the fart dis, you know, just sort of leaked out of the top of the jar. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess you don't really know if she's actually doing it. She probably press released this thing to, to kind of bolster that she was actually farting in it. And she never really did. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like, there's a picture of her and she's holding the jars and there's like something inside of the jar. Like it looks like a rose petal or something. So that makes me think like, is she just putting those rose petals in and sort of that sort of overtakes whatever she says the smell should be. Maybe it's a way to, to spice up. She's selling like, here's, you know, a, cut off a piece of my underwear. It's in there as well. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That's from, uh, those are from my 90 day fiance days. <laughs> <laughs> These are screen worn underwear. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? From the 21st through the 24th, you can catch me at the Cloverdale Citrus Fair in whatever city in California that takes place in. Isn't that Cloverdale? I would assume it's Cloverdale. I don't think it is, uh, but it might be. Uh, what does the Cloverdale stand for then? <laughs> What's like Cloverdale. It's not the town that it's in. What are you talking about? <laughs> it could be the county it's in. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. um, It's in Sonoma County, it looks like, in Cloverdale, California. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You are correct. Wow. That was uh, some some law and order shit right there, man. Yeah. So I'll be performing with uh, our friends Scotty and Katrina. Oh, cool. That week. Uh, If you don't know who they are, we interviewed them on our other podcast, the Moisture Festival podcast. So you can check that out. Yeah. You have to tell them I say, hey. 
I will definitely tell them. We just saw him a week ago. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that guy you just saw? (laughs) He says, (laughs) sup. Well, I was at the dentist this morning and Carrie Lynn has a dentist appointment tomorrow. So I, I, I was like, Hey, tell my wife I said, hi. (laughs) What did they say? He was like, okay. (laughs) Then you got a quizzer if he he said it or not. Yeah. And then next time you got to go back, you're like, you didn't say hi for me. What's the deal? I'll be like, Hey, I know my wife's not coming back here for another three weeks, but can you give her this note? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm going to stop coming here. You don't pass on messages for me. (laughs) Could you tell my wife tomorrow to pick up some chicken? (laughs) Can you remind my wife to, uh, yeah, in three weeks. Can you have my wife pick up some pizza for dinner? I would really appreciate that. That'd be amazing. So where can they catch you? Uh, you can catch me. I am doing a corporate event in Spokane, Washington that Ooh. I can sneak you guys into if you want to come on out. I'm also doing a uh, public event with a hypnotist on the 23rd in Waterville, Washington, which I think is a town northeast of Seattle. It's out by Okanagan. Yeah, so it's out sort of in central Washington, and uh, it's me and a hypnotist. I'm opening up, and it's called Fair After Dark. So Ooh. it's like a fundraiser for the, the county fair that's there. So uh, that should be a good show. It's got, it's an R-rated show, so I better like learn how to say some R-rated jokes, I guess. <laughs> yes, that aren't, aren't offensive. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have any uh, R-rated material, really. Did they ask for an R-rated show? Yes, they did. Not at like up to an R. We're like, we want an R-rated show. Yeah, they wanted an R-rated show. That's so. always a train wreck. I know. Because someone, like, everyone just happened to bring their Nana with them that day that, that's super prudy. Well, the good thing is I'm the opening act, so it doesn't really matter on me. So I'm getting paid. <laughs> I don't care. The show nice. is all on the uh, the hypnotist, man. Uh, nice. But if you want to go to that, let me know. And uh, I think there's some still some tickets still left. And, uh, yeah, other than that, you can, uh, send us a message at info at oddnotbeat.com If you come across any news stories you want us to talk about, or you can, uh, contribute to our Patreon page. Yes. That's go to the odd and offbeat website and then hit the Patreon link for as little as a few bucks a month. You can get tickets to Matt's show in Waterville. Yes. <laughs> you can get postcards from the road, shout outs on the podcast, tons of stuff. So other than that, folks, we hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Stay weird.